what's going on fam it's your girl steph here so before we get into this episode i want to ask you this one question have you ever thought about making your own podcast well if you have you need to try anchor if you haven't heard about anchor it's the easiest way to make a podcast first of all it's free you don't have to spend a dime none of your coins okay second There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. I edit my podcast on my iPad. I do it all through Anchor, okay? Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on most streaming platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. You know, you're listening to me now, so you can see that it's working because you're on one of these streaming platforms, right? You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listeners, okay? So not only are you not having to put money into it, but you could get paid from it without having a minimum amount of listeners. And then it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So you don't have to use all these different tools and things. You don't have to download all this extra stuff, extra software to make your podcast. So if you want to make your own podcast, you need to try Anchor. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, that's the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now let's get into this episode. Welcome back to Girl Get Up, the podcast. I am your host, Stephanie. Welcome back. If you are one of my listeners, if you're a new listener, welcome. It has been a couple weeks since I've recorded a, an episode. And let me just, let me, let me explain myself before I, uh, before people start getting on to me about consistency. So... The unexpected happened to me a couple weeks ago. Uh, my boyfriend, now fiance, pro- proposed to me. So I've been busy, like, just taking it all in and, like, enjoying my time with him and enjoying being a fiance. So I had to take, I took a couple weeks off just to kind of gather myself because I was not expecting that. So my apologies, I'm back. We're ready. We're here. Everything's good. Everything's great. I'm super excited, super happy. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a fun ride to marriage. Um, it's, it's overwhelming, but I'm super grateful and excited and happy to be doing this journey with him because he has changed my life in so many ways, but that's for a whole, whole different episode. This episode today, I'm going to be talking about some things that I've experienced in the workplace. And if you are a young black professional, you've experienced these things too. If you're not a young black professional, or if you're not black, then I want you to kind of take this in so that you can know what we experience in the workplace. Um, And let me just say this, not every black person experiences the same things in the workplace. Let me just put that out there. It's different for different people. But in my years of working professionally, these are some of the things that I've experienced and how I've kind of navigated through these things. 
So I'm hoping that this episode will give my young black professional listeners the courage and give them some encouragement when they're going to work every day. And I'm hoping that those that are not black that are listening to this episode are able to kind of take this in and look at how they are treating or interacting with their black colleagues. Because being a black professional, especially in this time, in this day and age, with everything that's going on politically, um, it is crazy. And people look at you differently. People feel like they can say whatever they want to say. And you're just going to, and you're just supposed to be okay with it. And that's not always the case. So, um, that's what this episode is going to be about. So, I'm going to start with a couple of story times. I don't, you know, being a, <laughs> a young black woman, um, is already hard because you are considered a double minority, um, And it, a lot of things that other people say, and when I say other people, I'm talking about people that aren't black. A lot of things that other people say to you to try to relate to you sometimes can rub, like, sometimes it rubs me the wrong way. And I don't really say anything. I know I probably should, but it's like, is it worth it? Are you going to get this stigma of being angry black woman at work all the time and it's like it is what it is like I know how I felt in that situation and there are some situations where I do speak up and say hey uh, okay I'm not okay with that but there are other situations where it's just like do you laugh it off awkwardly and just kind of move on and try to maintain a work a healthy work relationship or do you check them and it it's just anyway okay story time so I have a couple I have a couple of story times that I that relate to this I might tell the other one I have to be careful with what I (laughs) I have to be careful with what I say okay so I won't say where this happened to me but I was at work and um, so I'm always doing something different with my hair all the time, all the time. And I was at work and um, at this point, that was when my hair was longer. So I have, I cut my hair earlier this year, 2020. So when my hair was longer, um, I had my hair (laughs) in these little twists, almost like almost like Travis Scott style-esque but it was it was just these little twists okay so let me let me preface this by saying I am not a natural girl shout out to all my natural my beautiful black natural girls out there uh y'all are doing it that's not my ministry um I just I know everybody's like you gotta if you really want to be like in the movement and for the culture you gotta give up the creamy crack I cannot do it. I have tried twice, maybe in another life, but this right now is not going to happen. So, um, my hair was in, um, 
basically two strands with and like little plaits or whatever well it was you know I was feeling cute or whatever and one of my co-workers walks up to me and says oh I love your hair can I touch your hair and before I could even answer her hands were in my head like her hands were touching my hair and I was in a total state of shock <laughs> I was like what do I even do do I just get mad and be like no and, and like get super aggressive or do I just take it and so in that moment I just took it because I was like your hands since your art your hands are already in my hair you didn't even let me answer the question now mind you this person was not black who touched my hair and I was not only taken back at the fact that she asked with the intent of already putting her hands in my hair she was pretty much the way that she was messing with my hair she was pretty much about to take my twist a loop and if that would have happened then we would have definitely had a conversation because my mom does my hair I I do not do I do my own hair from time to time but for the most part my mom does my hair so if she would have taken one of my twists a loop it would have been a problem because that means I'm at work and I have no way of trying to put my hair back together I have no products at work I don't bring combs and brushes and things like that to work so I was like oh my goodness like you didn't even give me a chance to turn around and answer you and your hands are already in my hair like where do y'all do that why do y'all do that like I don't ask I don't have the desire I, I'm really particular about touching people in general and that sounds weird but I'm really particular about touching people in general I'm most certainly not going to touch your hair without your permission I'm not going to touch your hair in general but I'm definitely not going to touch your hair without consent that's just not going to happen so that just like it baffled me I was like who does this like what where does it like what where is this where is this okay I just want to know somebody invited me so that was the first um that wasn't the first time that I've experienced something like that at work but that was that was the first time that has ever happened to me I have never had somebody to ask me if they can touch my hair and then proceed to put their hands in my hair before I can even answer I've never had anybody ask me if they can touch my hair in general but I've definitely never had somebody to ask me if they can touch my hair and then they proceed to put their hands in my hair that threw me for a loop <laughs> so so that was that was that was one interaction that I had another interaction that I had was um this well I'm gonna just say it so I when I 
when I go to work, no matter what job that I have, I always like to, I consider myself very fashionable. I love fashion. I love clothes. I love looking nice. And so, especially when it comes to me being in a, in a professional environment, like I always come, you know, with everything I got. I don't try to, I don't come to work half that. I don't just throw on stuff and go to work. Like I try to make sure that I'm very intentional with what I wear, how I wear it and such. Well, there was an issue at a particular job. I'm trying to, I'm trying to be very careful about how I say things. <laughs> uh, there was an issue at a particular job where I wore, there were, in fact, there were two occasions. One occasion was um, I wore a purple skirt, and I loved it. I loved this skirt. Absolutely loved it. And apparently, it wasn't appropriate for the job. I don't know what, I was never told why it wasn't appropriate. I was never told that it was too short. I was never told that it was too tight. I was just told that it wasn't appropriate. And I was like, huh, that's funny because there's a lot of other people walking around whose skirts are shorter and tighter than mine. So is it because I have curves, unlike some other people? And even some of the other people that were wearing said outfits had curves and nothing was ever said to them and it threw me for a loop and then the other situation was I had a pair of red um red heels that I wore to work one time to a job <laughs> I'm trying to feel through this I wore a pair of red pumps to a job and <laughs> Um, I was told that I could no longer wear those red pumps to, and they weren't, y'all, let me just preface this by saying, they were not like, like, they were not like the pumps that you would automatically go to in your mind. They were just regular red pumps, like, closed toe, pointy, they, listen, they, they were no, in no shape or form like red bottom-esque they were just a, just a simple pair of red pumps and they weren't even all the way red they were borderline like orange um and I was pulled to the side and told that I could no longer wear those to work because they were a distraction and I was like how are these a distraction I sit at a desk my feet are covered behind the desk are they a distraction? Please help me understand. And it's just like those little things, those little, I'm going to use my bigger word, those little microaggressions are not okay with me because it's like now y'all are trying to censor me when y'all are not in any shape or form trying to censor other people that wear just as crazy stuff to work that I do. And listen, I don't wear, like, I know what is appropriate and what is not appropriate to wear at work. I'm not stupid. 
but it's like don't try to censor me like if you're gonna censor me then censor everybody address that with everybody and so those little things like that they just really annoy me and then there's there was another time where um I was reprimanded in a way that was not professional and the person that reprimanded me um, said what they needed to say and then left. I was in the middle of something, so I could not say what I, 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 I did not have the time to respond in that moment when I was being reprimanded. And what I was being reprimanded for was not even that big of a deal. Um, I did not have, I was not in a place at that moment to respond back. So once I was free and able to respond back, I did, and I did it over the phone so that I called somebody's phone and I did it over the phone so to avoid face-to-face interaction because I already knew that if I would have been face-to-face with said person, it would have been really, really bad. And I would have essentially been a stereotype. So, when I spoke to said person over the phone and talked to them about how I felt about being reprimanded, I even admitted and said if I did something wrong, I apologize. However, in that situation, can we handle it differently? That is all I said. And the person's response was, next time you do what I tell you to do. And they hung up in my face. Y'all, when I tell y'all I have never been so mad in my life, at that moment, I wanted to quit. I wanted to quit my job. I was like, it's not worth it. If these are the things that I have to go through working this job, then I will kindly take my talents somewhere else. I wanted to quit. Luckily, I have really strong, powerful mentors in my corner who taught me out of, or who taught, not taught me out of situations, but taught me through situations. And one of my mentors, who I love to death, she's, she is now retired, but she taught me through a situation taught me through that situation and actually helped me out tremendously and pretty much saved saved my job because I y'all don't understand I have never been that mad in my life and I was I was really about to be a stereotype that was getting ready to happen and so it's things like that that make it hard to be a black professional because you want to speak up for yourself but sometimes when we when especially black women sometimes when we speak up for ourselves we get pinned as like the angry black woman and it's like why do we have to be pinned the angry black woman for standing up for things that 
have to do with us and standing up for things that we believe and standing up for wanting to be respected by other people why does it have to be that we're angry and what if we are angry we should be if we if we feel like we're not being respected right so stuff like that baffles me like why do we always have to be pinned as like having an attitude I get it there are some people who like the way that they address things it is with an attitude but I feel like on the outside looking in you should think deeper as to why there is an attitude behind it don't just look at it on the surface level look at like all the interactions because I'll tell you most black women which we're getting we're getting a little more outspoken as times are changing but most black women we hold things in we hold our tongue on a lot of different things because we don't want to be seen as these angry people all the time because we're not so we keep a lot of stuff to ourselves we keep and we keep a lot of stuff within our circles so we'll talk about it with other black women that we work with because we feel like other black women can relate which in in about 99% of the time that is true so we keep a lot of stuff to ourselves because we don't want to be labeled as oh she got an attitude or she's always so mean like why she why she why does she have to say things so nasty why does she have to be so nasty it's not being nasty it's just being tired and being fed up bottom line and when you reach that point like when a black woman is fed up she is really fed up and that's when that's when you get the unfiltered version of her honestly like I can remember um, talking with some co-workers about the whole protesting and stuff that happened this summer and even those conversations were hard because you're trying so hard to, to get people to understand and you have to take a step back and say you know what it's it's harder for me to explain to them for them to understand because at the end of the day they will never understand will they can they empathize yes but they will never understand because it's a life that they will never they will never live they will never know what it's like to look on TV and see people just being totally disrespected, killed, no justice served, and it hits home so hard because as a black woman, you look at your own family members and it's like, this could be anybody in my family honestly and I'm not trying to get too deep into like the whole like the whole politics behind everything and stuff like that because that's not that's not the purpose of my podcast in general and that's not the the purpose of this episode the purpose of this episode is just to get people to open up their mind I have one co-worker right now who I am like I'm so, I, I'm so, I don't even know if proud is the right word, 
but I'll use that for right now. I'm so proud of him because he actively tries to understand. He actively asks questions. We have discussions about politics and about things that are going on and and BLM and, and everything like that. And he gets it. And he said, he said, I feel like it's my duty as a white man to use my white privilege to help other people get on. And I said, that's like, that's all we, that's all we want is, is, is an equal opportunity. That's it. That is all we ask for. And so, like, when you're working with black people or just minorities in general, like, you have to, first of all, if, if you are not a minority, you need to first find out your minority co-worker's level of comfort with certain conversations. Because there are certain conversations that I will have with certain co-workers, and there are certain conversations that I will not have with certain co-workers. So that's the first thing that you need to know, is what, what, what are our limits? How, what kind of conversation are we able to have? Because honestly, I am not going to sit here and try to explain things when you're not willing to, willing to listen and understand and be understanding. If I'm explaining something to you and saying, this is, this is what X, Y, and Z looks like. And your response is, well, you know, or, but actually it's not, no, sis, we're not going to have that conversation. I'm not doing it because I'm not going to waste my time because that shows me that you have an, un- an unwilling mind to understand. But if, if you are like, well, help me understand this, help me understand that, of course, we can have this conversation. Absolutely. I don't have any issues. I don't have any problems with that. It's the ones that don't have a willing mind. It's just, it's very hard to have conversations with them. It's very hard to get them to understand. And no matter what you say, or no matter how you feel, minorities, black people do get treated differently on the job. No matter what position they're in. Even if they're in a leadership position, because there is an enormous amount, especially especially for black professionals that are in, in leadership positions, there is an, an enormous amount of pressure for them to do right 100% of the time, all the time. It's like you have no room for mess up, none. You cannot make a mistake if you are a black professional in leadership. You cannot make a mistake, period. Even if it's small, you cannot mess up. You, I mean, even, and when I say mess up, I'm talking like even the small things. Like you cannot send an email to your team and there's a misspelling in the email. Because that will be held over your head for the rest of the time that you are in leadership. You have to be perfect. And those kinds of things, that's, that's what... 
that's what makes it hard or harder to be a black professional. I've I've had interactions with I've had interactions with uh, I'm this is funny. I um I had a I would say a family come in to see me. Um, I've said before on this podcast that I work as a as a school counselor at a high school. So I had a family come in to see me. And the the person that I was interacting with from the family um, tried to I don't know how I don't know the word that I'm looking for. Tried to downplay my education. Now, I have a bachelor's degree, I have a master's degree, and I'm on the road to finishing, I'm in dissertation phase of my doctoral degree. And this person, who I was with, this person tried to downplay my education. Now, I could have been really petty in that situation, but it's like, what am I trying to prove here? I know, I know what I have. It shows on the wall in my office. I have the degrees. I have the certifications. So I have nothing to prove to anybody. But it's just those kinds of interactions that make you feel like you have to prove it because people always try to downplay or second guess your abilities. And it's like, why can't we accomplish just as much as as the next person? We are just as capable as anybody else to be out here. So I say all of that to say this. My young black professionals, keep striving, keep going. Don't ever let anybody tell you that you are not capable of achieving anything. Do not, and I and I said this when I saw oh I don't want to say it. I said this when I saw the election results um, that you can never put a ceiling on what you can accomplish. Don't ever put a ceiling on what you can accomplish. You are capable of doing anything you want to do in your life. To those that are not black or not minority, Please, I encourage you to sit down and have a one-on-one with some of your minority co-workers and try to understand the world that they live in because it is different. It is different. And even if even if you are hesitant or scared, a lot of a lot of minorities, a lot of black people, we want to have these conversations because we want everybody to know what it's like so that we can move forward that's 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 what forward progress is about it's not about it's it's about let me take your hand and help you and let me take your hand and help you it's not about I gotta be better than this person or I gotta be better than that person we gotta help each other out so I'm gonna get off my soapbox now 
I thank y'all for listening. Make sure that you follow the podcast on Instagram at girlgetup underscore. Oh, I just said that wrong. Wow. <laughs> that shows you how long I have not done a recording. Man, get your life segment. Girl underscore get up dot the podcast on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram. <laughs> That's hilarious. I do respond back. Um, I appreciate all the love and support that I've received while I've taken a hiatus. I am back. I'm ready to get back to work. Um, I hope y'all have a wonderful, wonderful day. If you're listening to this in the morning or whenever, I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. Y'all be blessed.